gentlemen, it is October 28th. You're listening to KPCA LP, Petaluma, California, 102.3 FM. And this is Benedetti Bay Small Town Adventures. My name's Gio Benedetti, and I'm rolling solo in the studio today. But fear not, because I got a lot of time with uh, Miss Emmeline Benedetti today. And you're going to hear a lot from her, and from me, and a little bit from Stella as we get into some Halloween shenanigans. Um, we got some Halloween stuff to do. And we actually have so much to do that I don't even have a poem for today. Uh, let's see if I can make one up really quick. Uh, it's almost Halloween. I uh, wish I knew a queen, um, but that's a cool band. There's a pencil in my hand. Oh, you guys, let's never, let's agree right now. Let's never do that again. Dave, never let me do that again, okay? You got it, Jim! Holy macaroni. Well, that red light's going off. <laughs> let's get a sponsor in here. And then let's take let's take the uh, fast train to Spooky Town. <laughs> here we go. Goblins got you down again? Did that pesky house fright nab your keys? Ghosts and ghouls haunting your local abandoned buildings after dark? Well, then come on down to Fenwick's Magic Emporium. We have all the freshest ingredients for your potions. The finest wands and stuff. You need a crystal ball. We say what color, what size, and how many. We know that most supermarkets don't sell the quality of powdered dragon's teeth that we do. We know how hard it is for your local bookstore to have the most up-to-date tomes of powerful and ancient sorcery. Don't settle for second best. Come down to Fenwick's Magic Emporium, where we bring the magic to you, literally. Remember the directions. Two blinks past the fourth light post. Turn around, say the charm of opening, and press the fourth stone from the corner. You can't miss it. Fenwick's Magic Emporium. Yes. All right, so uh, you guys... Um, Emmy and I, once upon a time, actually, and Stella too, we all we all told a Halloween story together. We might be able to hear that today, but today was a day for much, much, much more Halloween storytelling. And I'm not gonna lie, I actually am gonna lie right now. Some of it gets pretty spooky, so watch out. It's actually not that spooky, but some of it gets kind of silly. <laughs> so here we go. Um, enjoy, you guys. happened to all the people that got eaten. They jumped out, right? And they were fine. Yeah. Oh, phew. Man, that story starts out so scary every time. <laughs> yeah, I told you this stuff gets spooky. All right. Uh, Emmy's going to jump in with a few more stories as we go. I think there's even a few Halloween songs coming in. Uh, I got to admit, I've got some beef with uh, popular Halloween songs. I feel like it's a great opportunity to write some awesome songs. And the only two that people usually mention are Monster Mash and, like, the Purple People Eater one. 
I think we should all make an agreement to never play those songs again for the rest of time. And let's get into making some new Halloween songs, some new Halloween at records, and getting into the catalog of Mr. Rocky Erickson. But that'll come up later. Uh, first of all, before we do any of that, we have got something that we like to cover. <laughs> Finally, you guys, we finally had some Benedettiville Book Club news. And so um, we had two books. One was more of an Emmy focus, one was more Stella focused. And I'm going to let them, I'm going to try and get them to uh, give you their uh, Benedettiville Book Club reporting. Here we go. Hey, Emmy, do you remember this book? It's called The Wall in the Middle of the Book. Hey, let's start over. Hey, Emmy, what book is this? The wall in the middle of the book. And do you remember the guy's name who wrote it? Mm, no. It's John Agee. Remember when we did that fun thing with Copperfield's books and we, he told stories and drew pictures the whole time? And we there was like music that went with it. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was John Agee. The same guy that made this book. Weird. I think it was kind of cool. Anyway, so John, this is a book by John Agee. What did you think about this book? Did you like it? Yeah. What did you like about this book? Um, it's just because at first that little boy thought that the giant was the overwhelming, but it turned out he was nice because he pulled him out of the water. Yeah, exactly. I like that part, too. And then what happens at the, the spoiler alert, what happens at the end? Um, he says, Come on, I'll show you around. Yeah, and then they have like a giant party. Yeah. Uh, and who else is at that party? Not just the ogre. There's some other guys at the party. Um, a ele- no, a wino, yeah. a gorilla, yeah. and a lion. Yeah. And a little mouse. Yes. So very fun story. Um, let's see. Uh, do you have a favorite part? Yeah. What was your favorite part? Well, I'll show you. Show me. It's when. Opening the book now. No. Turning the pages. Looking at some of the pictures here. This oh, one. that's your favorite part? First and page. And it's the, also in kind of every page so far. It's the Benedettiville Book Club. It's the Benedettiville Book Club. It's the Benedettiville Book Club. I think you're saying it wrong. I think you're saying book bug. It's the Benedettiville Book Club. It's the Benedettiville Book Club. And last week we had new books. The Benedettiville Book Club. Okay, so anyway, last week we had new books. No! Ladies and gentlemen, last week... We had books for the Benedettiville Book Club. For the first time in a long time. Hey, Stella, what was the book that you had for the Benedettiville Book Club? Do you remember? My book was called Nothing. Your book was called Dog Man Part 2 by Dave Pilkey or Dav. How do you say that? Dave. I think it's Dave. Yeah. And uh, it was the second book, and it was like... 
from my perspective, it was such a good book that you read it, read it five thousand times. And for the entire time that we were supposed to be doing the Benedetti Bill yeah, radio yeah, show. No, 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 stop. Well, this has been okay, a really no. This has been a really helpful edition of Benedettiville Book Club. Thank you, Stella, for coming by. But oh, looks like we're out of time for Benedettiville Book Club today. So long. Thanks for listening. And now nobody knows anything about Dogman Part Two except that you like it and you like to open it, and it's scary about <laughs> little kitties. Yay. Okay, we also what? 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 Wait, wait, wait! What's going on? Oh, now, now we're getting serious. Yeah, I tell people that they should read it. Oh, they should. Because it's a good book. Because it was hilarious. It's hilarious. That's a great thing to say about a book. If it is, is it hilarious? Yeah. It's a comic book, right? No, it's a graphic novel. It's a graphic novel. Thank you for correcting me. So it's a graphic novel. So it's, it's a hard comic book. It's a, a hard novel. cover comic book. And that means that it's got pictures everywhere instead of everything is told with pictures and like the little word bubbles. That's yeah. important. Some people might not even know that. <gasps> okay, so one more thing. That, in case you forgot, this is the Daddy Bell Book Club. Yeah, the Daddy Bell Book Club. Yeah, the Daddy Bell Book Club. Holy cow. So that gives you guys an idea of what it's like to try and get Stella and Emmy to give the Daddy Book Club reports. But I, I hope you you got the gist of it, which was that um, there is a wall in the middle of the book. Uh, thumbs up. Cool book. Cool idea of uh, let's not deal with walls in between things. Let's let's check out who that ogre is on the other side of the wall because that ogre might be awesome. And then you've got uh, Dogman Part Two, which is about a dog cop that takes on Petey the Cat, and it is, to quote Stella Jean, hilarious. All right, um, and I know that we sang the theme a lot, and we also played it at the beginning, but I would be remiss in my DJ duties if I didn't ask our producer, Dave, to play that theme one more time. Hey, Dave, can you give me that theme one more time? Alright, well, you guys, uh, Blue is coming in because it's almost Halloween time, and uh, now that we're like getting into fall, it's a little bit cloudy outside, I can see a breeze blowing, um, things can get a little spooky, and troll safety becomes more important now than maybe it ever has been, so uh, we're going to get Blue in here to, to review troll safety tips, and to give you guys some Halloween pointers. Uh, Blue, come on in, play him in, Dave, play that theme to, to get him in. Where is it? Oh, man, I love that I get my own theme song. Thank you, Dave. That is super cool, man. Uh, 
All right, hey, hey there, Fatty Daddy Bill. There's my bogey jam. Now I can keep going. Now listen up. It is troll season. There's no joke. You better be ready for trolls. I gave you guys the three trolls they picked last week. You better not have forgotten. This is Jake with the one review. So sick your tip. Number one. Don't go into any deep dark caves. Now, if you're out there trick or treat and you see a deep dark cave and there's a big sign on the front that says trick or treat giant candy bars inside, do not pay attention to that because that is a great big fib that some clever troll thought of. And you fear be a big mistake to go into that deep dark spooky cave, even if you're trick or treating, okay? Now. Close agent tip number two, no trip stopping over bridges. Now, if you haven't remembered about my buddies, the Billy Goats Grub, and how much trouble they got into trip dropping out. Every single one of them trip dropped over that bridge. Not just one of them. It wasn't just one, brother. Every single one trip dropped, and they trip dropped louder every time. Like, what What kind of close safety teacher did they even have? I wonder. Anyway, as you're trick-or-treating around, if you're over a bridge on Halloween night, would you please not be tripping and dropping? That troll down there is probably just going to jump right up and say trick-or-treat and put you in his little trick-or-treat bag. I would hate for that to happen. Not on my watch. Not on the watch of Blue of the Guardians Investigation Team, that Luma Sonoma County unit. So, nice and quiet and cool when you're going over the bridges, okay? Now, we're going to come to number three, which is make friends with a wizard. And I don't mean like some friend that dressed up as a wizard for Halloween. You can't get any cool magic spells out of your buddy who just put on a blue hat. Come on now. You got to find a real wizard that's got some cool magic spells to help you out in case of any troll problems. And my point of reference is and always will be those silly dwarves with their hobbit buddies stuck around a campfire, man. And they got that cool wizard buddy of theirs to come and help out and save the day. And you guys should do the same thing. All right. That was all reviewed. I hope you guys remembered that from last week, but that was just review, man. So that's not even talking about the new, most important troll safety tip for Halloween. Here it is. While you're out there trick or treating, you might see some people dressed up to look like freaking. Wait, what happened? Dave, you, I lost my music, man. We cannot do this if I don't have groovy tunes. Oh, man, Dave's over there snoozing, man. He, he falls asleep like right in the. I was just getting to my cool troll sink tip. Dave, wake up, man. Oh, there he goes. It's okay, man. Just come on. You gotta stay on task. You work for one hour every week, man. You gotta, like, at least put something into that hour. Where was I? Oh, yeah. No troll safety tip for trick or treating on Halloween. Now, here's the thing you're gonna be out there. You're gonna have your costume on. You're gonna have your treats in your bag and maybe some friends and some parents going around with you. And you're gonna see some spooky things, man. Some of them might even look like trolls. Some of them might even be trolls, you know? And there's only one way you'll ever know if it's a real troll or not. Here's how you do it. You ready? What do trolls like to eat? Hmm? Think about that. They like to eat billy goats and dwarves and hobbits and people. That's what trolls are always eating. What do trolls hate to eat? What are trolls never gonna eat ever, not in a million bazillion years? 
trolls hate candy. They don't like candy at all. They'll never eat candy. If you ever see a troll, it's not going to be eating candy. It's not going to ask you for candy. That's just not what a troll would do. So, while you're out there trick-or-treating, this is real important. You've got a scary costume. If you might be looking like a troll to somebody, there's one thing that you can do to show the world that you're not a troll. And that is, you got to be eating candy all the time. Just eat the candy. Be putting it in your mouth. Anytime you see somebody looking at you, just take a piece of candy and eat it. Because then they'll be like, oh, that's not a troll. That's just a kiddo in a real cool troll costume. If you're walking around and you see a troll and it's not eating any candy, you better get out of there, man. That might be a real troll. Okay? So tell your parents that you gotta be eating candy all the time. It's not just because, you know, you probably don't even like candy that much. But you gotta do it because it's public safety. You gotta let people know you're not a troll. Okay? So that's, that's your Halloween safety tip from Blue. Troll safety. Guardians Investigation Team, don't forget, have fun out there, you guys. Watch out for trolls. I'll see you next week. This troll season ain't over. All right, have fun. Bye. if it's about monsters and Halloween. Um, Emmy, why don't you why don't you bring in some Halloween jam so that we don't have to, to stoop to playing the monster mash. Let's let's see if we can get some new cool Halloween jams in here. Hey, do you remember the Halloween story we told a long time ago? Yeah. It was about uh, you were kinda of telling it. it was a really scary story. So it's like I just wanted to say that I'm really not excited. last night but the night before. Three lovely witches came knocking at my door. I one played the fiddle, one played the drums, and one had a pancake on her bum. Did you say she had a pancake on her bum? Yeah. Did she sit in a pancake? Yeah. And then it stuck to her? Yeah. <sighs> That's a pretty funny thing to have happen. Yeah. Uh, I love that one. Do you have any other cool Halloween jams? Yeah. How'd they go? They were old witch, believe it if you can, she kept. Down my window and she ran, ran, ran. She ran, hugged the scuffle with her toes in the air. Coins stuck 
song from a wicked hair. That is an awesome song. And then three, five little pumpkins sitting on a gate. The first one said, oh my, it's getting late. Mm-hmm. The second one said, big witches in the air. The, se- the third one said, but we don't care. Oh. The third one said, I'm ready for th-. The third one said, let's run, run, run. Mm. The sixth one said, I'm ready I'm for some, some fun. fun. Ooh. Ooh. Went the lights in the five little pumpkins. Rolled out of sight. That is another good one. Man, you have so many good Halloween songs. I don't know any good Halloween songs. I only know one good Halloween song. I can't really sing it, but I could play a band that, that sings it. Spectacular. Way to go. Then we need to take a moment to say, have you guys ever heard The Night of the Vampire by Rocky Erickson? Because this is a guy who made some pretty phenomenal Halloween music, but he doesn't get a whole lot of recognition. So we're going to help to remedy that here. We're going to play you some Night of the Vampire by Rocky Erickson. Put this on your Halloween playlist, ladies and gentlemen. That is a cool, cool song. Um, cool artist, too. If you're into uh, spooky rock and roll, check out Rocky Erickson. Um, I know. 
I can see the glazed look on everybody's eye. What am I listening to? What station could this possibly be? If only someone would tell me the name of the station in beautiful four-part harmony. Well, we got your back because we're Benedettiville Small Town Adventures, and we want you to know what you're listening to. KBCA Free Range Radio. You're listening to Benedettiville KPCA FM. You hear that music? That's the story music. Okay, people, we're gonna we're gonna do a thing today, and it's a little bit risky. We are a radio show that thrives on risk and danger. Um, We've been telling a story. We're at part six of our story. And the story is called Them. And it's about a girl named Josie. And her adventures are super wild. She just found out that she might be from a different world, different planet, that she's got parents, doesn't know where they are. She's magic. And she just had to escape from people that are looking for her. And she ended up on a rat planet. And that's where our story is going to pick up. Here's the problem, guys. This story shows no signs of stopping anytime soon. This is going to go on for a while. And this is we can't have this be the only story on the radio show. Think of all the stories that are, that are just waiting. We get stories showing up at our house every day, and they're like, Better Daddy Bill, we'd like to be on your radio show, please. And we're like, listen, stories, we're in the middle of this big, long story. Come back in a, in a month or two. Like, we, we can't wait that long. And then we have all these stories crying at us in our front yard, and the neighbors come up, they're like, hey, why are all these stories out here crying? We're like, we're sorry. Oh, man, it gets really awkward. So, it's time to get some other stories on the radio show. I'm going to read you a little update on them, part six. But part seven and all the parts after that are going to go podcast only to to give the radio room, okay, for some other stories. So let's get ready for them, part six. And I'll remind you about our continuation uh, disclaimer when we get to the end. Here's Josie, just come through her magical gateway towards Sham the Rat's home planet. Them, part six. Josie was walking slowly, looking all around her with every step, soaking in this new world. It was late afternoon or early evening, and the air was clean, the sky was clear. Behind them was a green, rich forest. Before them, the lights and sounds of the city. Everywhere, rat creatures and rat-sized things were up to whatever their rat business was. Josie had never been on a different planet before. Where are we? Josie asked as Sham led her through rat-sized traffic, speeding wheeled vehicles and swooping flying ships all towards a rat-sized town. Gouda. This is the planet Gouda. It's in the Meridia system. Sham squeaked. Gouda? Wait, like the cheese? Asked Josie, still staring all around her. No, nothing to do with cheese. It's just a weird coincidence. In the infinity of the outworld, you run into that a lot, said Sham. Wait, wait, what? Cheese? You run into cheese a lot? No, no, no. Weird coincidences. Josie was trying to not step on any rats or rat scooters or rat hoverboards or rat newspaper sales racks as she followed Sham down the sidewalks of Gouda deeper into town. She towered over most shops, and she could look in the windows of the tallest buildings. I feel like a giant here, Sham, Josie finally said as she crossed a six-lane intersection with one step. How come no one's screaming and pointing at me like I'm King Kong or something? 
You're not a strange sight at all. And really, you're not that big. There's lots of outworlders that come to Gouda. We have a great vacation spots. We've got amazing food. Lots of folks like to trade for our technology. I mean, there's a whole section of town built to house outworld visitors. As they walked deeper and deeper into town, the shops and tall buildings gave way to massive skyscrapers, towering even over Josie's head. Spaceships zipped every which way. The rat foot traffic on the sidewalks was getting busier and busier. Josie even started to see some other larger creatures making their way through town. Things that she had never seen before, some her size, some much bigger. The buildings began to have both small rat-sized doors and much larger human-sized doors beside them. First things first, Sham squeaked happily as he strode through a door at the base of a huge building. Josie went through the larger door. Inside, she paused and reeled. She closed her eyes. It smelled delicious. The last thing that she had eaten was dried food from her backpack in the late morning. The late earth morning. She had been so busy, what with running for her life, escaping from them, learning about magic, other worlds, discovering that she had parents, etc., that she had totally forgotten to eat. The thick, incredible aromas from the restaurant made her dizzy. She was drooling. You're gonna love this place, Sham said as he followed a black-garbed rat to a table. Josie couldn't help but stare around her as she followed. The room was well-worn, a bit shabby around the edges, some frayed tablecloths, some cracks on the walls, some bare spots on the floors, but it had atmosphere. The lighting was perfect. There was a type of music playing that Josie couldn't place, but it was delightfully fizzy. The restaurant was very large, yet still felt comfortable and cozy. One side of the restaurant was all tiny tables, and it was full of rats. The other side was more or less human-sized. Strange, alien creatures sat around eating at these larger tables. There were rats eating at these tables with the larger creatures, seated at even smaller tables and chairs set on top of the larger tables. It was to one of these that Josie was led. Josie took her seat, and Sham scrambled up onto the table, taking his own rat-sized seat at a rat-sized table. Just leave everything to me, okay? Sham said as he held a tiny menu in his paws. Domenico was a great friend of mine. Everything he cooks is good. And also, you won't be able to read the menu. It was true. Josie was looking at her menu, and the scritchy, scratchy writing was absolutely unreadable. Soon, a large, rather fat rat in a dirty, stained apron and cap came out to the table. He gave Sham a big hug. Josie! Domenico! Domenico Josie! Don't call him Dom, whatever you do, Sham said. Welcome, Josie, said Domenico in a rich, deep rat voice. You will love Gurian cuisine, I promise you. Just leave it to me. Uh, thank you. Very nice to meet you, Domenico, Josie said. Sham then began to order. It was a long, detailed order. Josie didn't catch any of it, and the names of the dishes were not at all familiar to her. Domenico didn't write anything down, and, Josie noticed, they both waggled their little rat eyebrows quite a bit. Josie's highly trained senses and suspicions were aroused. When Domenico left back to the kitchens, Sham scooted his chair close to Josie. He hissed to her, barely audible under the hubbub of the busy restaurant. Domenico is my contact here on Gouda, he said. That food order, in addition to getting us the best food on the planet, was also a secret message to my agent contact. I could tell something was up, I just couldn't tell what, Josie muttered. 
yeah, Uncle trained you good, all right. We're going to come back and get the return message tomorrow night. In the meantime, you can never be too careful. They are all over, Gouda. This is a very magic-friendly world, so of course, they are here trying to mess everything up. But they're not welcome here, so they hide. They have spies and informants. That's how they start their nasty business anyway. Gouda hasn't budged for them, but that just means that they keep trying harder and harder. So keep your eyes open. Ah, it's like we just can't get rid of them, said Josie, exasperated. Yeah, you can, kid, you can, Sham squeaked back, getting close to her face. Your parents drove them off world after world. Your parents were legends. It can be done. I've seen it. You'll see it, too. Wait, so you knew my parents? Josie asked, suddenly very serious. Well, no, I, I never knew them. They would never see me and say, oh, hello there, Sham, so good to see you again. But I heard about them. I know the stories. Everyone in agent training got told the stories. They were the best. Sham, you keep saying were. You're talking about them like, like they, they were from something else. Like, what happened to my parents? Where are they now? Kid, I don't know what happened. No one does. Once they left Earth, they dropped off the map. No one's seen them or heard from them since. Josie slumped down in her seat. I just found out they exist, and now they're lost? Missing? Dead? I'm sorry, Josie. I, I don't know what to say. All the food's here! A small army of rat waiters was making its way to the table dish after dish after dish was taken up the table ramps and left before the hungry pair. Josie couldn't tell what anything was, but she didn't care. It smelled incredible. It tasted incredible. It was as though someone had removed a blindfold on her nose and her taste buds that she hadn't even known was there. Sauces, meats, plant-like things, noodles, breadish bits, crumblies, casserole-type dishes, everything was incredible. Neither she nor Sham said a word until they had eaten as much as they could possibly hold in their bellies. They both leaned back in their chairs. Josie was delirious with the contentment and the exhaustion of a full belly in a full day. I'm tired, Sham. Can we sleep here, too? She asked, eyes closed, hands folded on her belly. I wish we could. I'd wrap myself up in that hermit and use the last mystic ball for a pillow. He nearly drifted off, and when he spoke again, Josie was surprised to find that she was jolted awake. She was falling asleep in her chair. No, no sleeping. Domenico's is a lot of things, but a bedroom? It ain't. We're going to stay with my brother. His shop's just a block away. He's got plenty of room, and best of all, he can get us a ship. What, like a boat? Asked Josie, yawning and getting up from the table. No, no, like, like a, a ship, like a spaceship. Like those movies that are so popular on Earth, but like with less shooting, hopefully. Less lasers. Sham paid the bill, said thank you to Domenico, and they walked out into the now dark streets. In a few minutes, they were outside a huge store with glowing lights on the front. Larry's Ships and Parts, Sham translated for. Josie saw that a few of the lights were burned out and a few others were blinking on and off. The building looked a bit run down, but clean. They entered into a small lobby, two desks, one small, one large, four chairs, two small, two large. A bell tinkled as the door swung shut. There was a bustle from somewhere behind the desks, and they could hear it. Wow, a minute, give me a minute, hold on, hold on. More bustling, some clanging, like metal pieces falling to the floor, and then a door burst open, a gray rat came scurrying out. It was a large rat, covered in grease and other stains that Josie couldn't identify, wiping its hands on its full-body rat coveralls. What can I just... You? 
you outworlding, wandering, good-for-nothing sack of her brother, Sham! And the greasy rat came bounding out from behind the desk, and the reunited brothers laughed and tussled and talked and laughed some more. Larry, meet Josie, my friend. We're needing a place to stay just for a few days. Can you help? For my brother Sham, the great and the wise magician extraordinaire, absolutely, Larry said, bowing low and comically. Nice to meet you, Josie. Just follow me, you two. And he led the way through the door behind his desk. The room beyond was a giant industrial-like warehouse full of ships, spaceships, real, actual spaceships. Some of them looked like blocky transport types, like delivery trucks with space wings. Others looked sleek and fast. Still others looked fierce and military-like with guns bristling at every angle. Josie, eyes wide, wandered slowly over to the rows and the piles of them, touching them, completely mesmerized. Some of them, the rat-sized ones in particular, were like intricate, beautiful toys. But there were some large, human-sized ships in the warehouse, too, and those, to Josie, were the most spectacular things that she had ever seen. Hey, kid, come on, called Sham from across the large, echoey room. Come in, Josie called, snapped out of her spaceship daydreams. She trotted over. Yeah, nice stuff, right? Squeaked Larry. I've got them all running like they've never run before. Some of them I even built myself right from the first bolt. They're incredible, Josie said, her eyes still shining with the excitement of being among real spaceships. You know, Lair, Sham said, we're going to need a spaceship soon. You got anything you can lend to your little brother, Shammy? Big enough for her and me and something fast. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, sure. I, I probably have something you can use. D don't worry about it, Larry said. Now, come on. You guys are yawning with your whole bodies. Let me, let me get you to your rooms. Larry led them up some large-sized stairs. He and Sham scampered up the banister, and at the top of the stairs was a landing in a small hallway. Larry led them to a door. Your room, my lady, he said, bowing low. He pushed a button and the door split open. Inside was a small, comfortable, human-sized sink and bed. Bathrooms down the hall, jams in the little cubby over there. And Larry pointed to a small door on the wall of Josie's room. He's got his own entrance in the hallway, too. Thanks, Larry, Josie said, staring at the soft, sleepy, amazing-looking bed. Yeah, thanks a ton, Lair, Sham said. He turned to Josie. Good night, Lair. I'll see you in the morning. Good night, Josie, Larry said, and the two rats left the room, the door sliding shut behind him. Josie took a quick moment to wash her face and hands, a moment to figure out how to lock the door, a slightly longer moment to set trip wires across the threshold of both the large and small doors, a quick perimeter check, and then she was in bed. She was too tired to think or even dream. And that's where we're going to end part six of them. There's a lot more to this story, okay? And if you'd like to hear the rest of it, we're going to have to put it up on the podcast. And the podcast will go up every week, just like our radio show podcast goes up every week. It'll be a little bonus. Um, and that way, you know, it won't be to be continued here, but it'll be to be continued um, somewhere, you know? And I think that that's going to be, that should be... Uh, that should be good. And I think it'll it'll open up some space for other... You guys hear that, Siren? It's getting really close. Oh, my goodness. That guy just pulled up, like, right outside the, the office. Oh, uh, Mr. Benedetti, you're going to have to come with us. Wait, 
Wait, who are you guys? No, we are the story police, Mr. Benedetti, and we've been keeping an eye on you. Not continuing to be continued stories is something that you have gotten in trouble for in the past. Is that true? Yes. Yes, that is true. And that I did my time. I All of that already happened. But uh, that's not what this is. I'm going to continue this story. I think I... I've heard enough, Mr. Benedetti. I think you're going to have to come with us down to the story courts. Sounds like you're trying to get out of continuing a story again. No, 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 no. Look, I'm going to continue the story, okay? We, we have a podcast, and the story will be continued on the podcast. It'll be there every week, no problem at all. It's just that it's taking over the radio show, and I, I want to be able to tell some other stories on the radio show and do some other stuff. And, and the story with Josie and them is just getting, it's getting too long, and it's becoming the whole radio show, and I want to be able to do some other stuff. Okay? Hmm. Podcasts, huh? You're still going to put it out every week. You're going you're gonna to finish telling that story, right? Look, I'm absolutely going to finish telling that story. If I don't, I will understand if you guys come back. I'll, I'll serve my time. I don't want to leave poor Sham and Josie anywhere and just leave them to be continued forever. I know the punishments there. I know how that works. So don't worry about it. It'll be on a podcast, but it won't be on this radio show every week. It'll be a separate podcast, so the story is still happening. Still continuing it. Still abiding by the terms of the to-be-continued story police, story court contract. Promise? Mm. All right, Mr. Benedetti, I'm going to let you off this time with a warning. But the warning means you better have some really good other stories to tell on this radio show and on all the other ones, or there's going to be serious trouble. And we better not catch you leaving stories uncontinued. You won't. You won't. Promise. So thank you guys very much for the warning. We got some great stories coming up. Um, so I feel really good about that. And um, yeah, have a great Halloween. You too, Mr. Benedetti. Have a great Halloween. See you later. See you later. Oh my gosh. He's in his car. And... Phew. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm sorry that that just happened on the air. I didn't expect the story police to be uh, watching me so carefully, but um, good news. Uh, the story will be continued, just not here. I hope that's clear. I hope that's clear, story police, now that I know you guys are watching my every move. <laughs> and um, all right, well, let's, let, you know, I was just talking a, a big game about other stories that we have, and I think it's time to get into one of those stories right now. No, 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 no more, no more scary Halloween stories. ice cream didn't like turn into an ice cream monster and they didn't eat the ice cream and then turn into frozen blocks because uh wicked wicked put a curse on the ice cream uh they didn't get home and find out that all of the ice cream had melted because their dad had taken too long to get home they didn't uh all end up with big belly aches and then turn into giant ice cream cones the next day no it was just a really great story where dad had ice cream and then they all got to eat ice cream yeah that's an awesome story. What are we?
Ride the grilled cheese coaster through the cheddar forest. Plunge down Gorgonzola Mountain in the perilous Crumbler. Come over to Goat Island and slide through the Chevra Hills. Play in the crumbled Fettle Bowl. Experience the thrills and spills of the Nacho Express. Take your someone special for a romantic float down the Fondue River. Yes, Cheeseland. They said, don't do it. It'll be disgusting. But we didn't listen to them. Five acres of wall-to-wall cheese. Parmesan pathways. Take the Manchego tram. The Jack Cheese wading pools. We recommend that you bring several changes of clothes and try to come on a day where the temperatures don't get above 50. Yes, if you love cheese, I mean really love cheese, then Cheeseland is the place for you and your family. Okay, so my turn to tell a story. Okay, yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Once upon a time, in a spooky corner of town, there was a family, and the family was a mom and a dad and two girls, and the girls were named Stella and Emmeline, and they had a dog named Isla and a cat. And do not do no. I knew that was going to happen. I knew it. I saw it coming. Time out. That's not what happened. I get to keep telling my story. Okay. Okay. So there they were in this spooky corner of town. They don't remember how they got there. Maybe they were just visiting this town and they ended up in the spooky corner and everything was And spooky. No. Yes? No. Okay, yes. They could do that. No! You want that to happen? No! Should we keep it spooky? Okay, so, and they were walking down the street, and the streetlights were going out. And it was getting dark, and the dad said, oh, I'm scared, this is spooky. And the mom said, oh, would you knock it off? It's just the streetlights going out. They're probably saving energy. And the two girls said, yeah, dad, stop it. He said, oh, okay. And they kept walking. And then a black cat jumped in front of them on the sidewalk and went, and the dad went, black cat, we got to get out of here. And they said, oh, it's probably just somebody's cat, and you surprised it. And uh, the youngest daughter, Emmy, who liked animals a lot, said, oh, it looks so cute. And she went up and she petted, and the cat went, she said, see, dad? And the dad said, okay. And they said, and you got to remember, Dad, it's Halloween, so spooky things are out, but it's just people in costumes. And Dad said, what? Did you say spooky things are out in this spooky part of town? And they said, yes, but don't worry about it. It's just people in costumes. And Emmy said, don't you remember? That's why I'm dressed up as a witch. And she was. She was all in black, and she had a big hat on, and she had a broom. And Stella said, and that's why I'm dressed up as this monster. And she had a big scary mask on and some fake claws. And the dad said, oh, that's right. Maybe that's why I'm so jumpy. 
and they kept walking, and then they heard this rumble, rumble, rumble. And Dad said, um... Then they jumped into Mommy's arms. And everybody jumped into Mommy's arms and said, I'll take care of everybody. And who should come stomping out from behind a corner but a giant troll. And then I leaped into Dad's arms. And you leaped into Dad's arms. Dad said, don't worry, everybody. It's just some kid dressed up. But Emmy and Stella and Jenny looked up at this troll, and it was so big. There was no way that somebody could dress up like this. And it didn't look like a mask. It looked like a real troll. And it went, and the dad said, oh, you're so funny. What a great costume you've got. And the troll said, uh, what? what? How come you're still here? How come you're not trying to run away? He said, you have got the best costume I've seen all Halloween, and what a spooky part of town, huh? And the troll said, uh, you're weird. I, I said I'm going to eat you. And the dad said, ooh, that's real spooky. You're pretty good at this Halloween stuff. Okay, so long. And then they just walked right by. And that troll was so confused that he just said, what? Wait, what? What just happened? I, I gotta get out of here. This town's weird. And the troll stomped off, never to be seen again. And the girls all looked at each other like, that was a close one. And the dad was feeling better now that he figured out it was Halloween. He went, <laughs> and the next thing they saw, swooping out of the sky, was a wicked old witch. And she landed right in front of him and she went, <laughs> snatch you away and boil you up for my witch's brew. And the dad said, wow. Now, I thought that troll costume was a good costume, but this, this is a great costume. Look at how ugly your witch face is. And the girls were looking at this witch, and there was no mask. And she had really flown out of the sky, and they were pretty sure it was a real witch. And the dad was just talking like he thought it was a costume. And he said, I can't believe how rotten you look. You are the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Great costume. And the witch said, what? What? That's, that's really mean. Why'd you say I was so ugly? I'm getting out of here. And away she flew, never to be seen again. And the dad said, oh, I think I hurt that kiddo's feelings about her costume. And the mom and the girl said, don't worry about it. There's no problem here. Let's just get back home. So they kept walking. Walking down the block, walking down the block. And I was still in your arms. And you were still in my arms, and Stella was still in mom's arms. And we were almost home, and then there was a flutter of bat wings and a poof of smoke, and all of a sudden, what should appear right in front of us? But a giant vampire wearing a cape lined in red silk. And the vampire said, Hello, I will now have to suck all of your blood. Ah, 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 ah. And the dad said, How did you appear with that smoke? What kind of cool magic trick was that? You might win the prize for coolest costume yet. And the vampire said, Ah, what are you talking about? And the girls were like, Uh-oh. And the dad said, that was so cool. What a great costume. And he went up and he started yanking on the uh, vampire's teeth like, hey, are these fake teeth? This is so cool. They look real. And the vampire said, oh, stop rushing on my teeth. You're weird. And the dad said, wow. And what about that hair? And he started pulling on the hair. That's a great wig. And the vampire said, ow, they're pulling on my hair. Leave me alone. And then the dad saw that the cape was really nice. He said, oh, can I try on your cape? And he, he undid the vampire's cape and tried on the cape. And the vampire said, I don't like you trying on my cape and pulling my teeth and pulling my... I'm leaving. And he turned into a puff of smoke and a cloud of bats. And he was never seen again.
the dad had that cool red cape still. He said, wow, well, I guess he didn't want his cape. Well, glad we're home. And they all went home, and the dad had a cool cape, and the kids were all safe, and they went inside, and guess what was inside? Tons and tons of Halloween candy. And they said, let's leave this. This will be our Halloween candy for all the kids that come. But guess what? No kids came to say trick or treat, and so guess what they did? They ate all the Halloween candy and had a giant dance party in the living room. The end. And then dad got eaten up. And then dad got eaten up. Because that's how stories end. The end. Um, I'm sure I got out of that one's belly, too. Probably, again, through the nose or something grosser. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our, our Halloween story. We've got just a few more minutes left, and so I want to um, make sure that we get in our last, maybe my favorite of the Halloween songs that we recorded. Um, but first, a word to parents and kids. You you can leave the room for this if you need to. But parents, I just want to give a big shout-out to all the parents out there that live in neighborhoods where there will never be trick-or-treaters. There never have been trick-or-treaters, but you still get three to 20 bags of Halloween candy every year just in case. And that's a big quotation marks around just in case because really it's just great to have a lot of Halloween candy and sit on the couch by that front door, watch some movies, and eat Halloween candy. All right, so we're at the big radio high five to all you guys. Thank you for Halloween. Thanks, trick-or-treaters. And um, thanks for Halloween candy. All right, so let's see if we can get Emmy to sing us one more song before we gotta go out. And I know that you guys already forgot what uh, station you're listening to, so let's identify. Wasn't there another song that you had for Halloween? I'm trying to remember what it was. It was there was the witches. Oh, the jack o' lantern song. Jack o' lantern, jack o' lantern, you're on the yellow pumpkin. Going on a sturdy vine, but now you are my jack o' lantern. Lay a candlelight shine. I love that one. I think the idea of candlelight shining is just a really nice thing to think about. Uh, I still think that. I all stand by that one. Now, there's a lot of things we didn't get to. I didn't get to um, play you guys the uh, the old Halloween story from la- uh, two years ago, Halloween, when we did a Halloween story for a podcast. I didn't get to play you the song called I Walked With a Zombie, also by Rocky Erickson. So worth checking out. But you hear that music, right? You know what that means. It means it's the end of another hour with Benedettiville's Small Town Adventures. Thanks to all you guys for tuning in. Thanks to the good people in Sebastopol at the Falling Leaf Festival um, for, for having Benedettiville out there. We had a really good time doing some songs and stories there. And, um, hey, you know what? Thanks to our sponsors, Fenwick's Magic Emporium and Cheese Land. Thanks so much to Blue for coming in and sharing those troll safety tips. Remember, eat candy constantly, all the time, and that's how people will know you're not a troll. Thanks, Blue. Very helpful, buddy. Um, thanks to Stella and Emmy for uh, coming in and helping out, bringing in some good stories. Thanks so much to the Story Police for being ever vigilant and making sure that stories that need to be continued get continued. You know, that's smart and that's helpful. Thanks to John and Rob down here at PCA um, and KPCA. And thank you guys for listening. If you want to get in touch, 
get in touch. We've got a P.O. box. we got an email address, mail at benedettiville.com. And that's our website. Check us out if you want. Happy Halloween.